Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your host, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, we asked Reddit for questions and they delivered. And if you like events, there are more coming this week. These things, the community update, and more coming up. Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is Wink. How you doing, Wink? I'm doing pretty awesome. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this weekend. Finally get to watch my Lions play. Ooh, very exciting. I'm excited to watch my Packers. Oh, God. We got I another rivalry got going a, on. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I forgot that we were at another rivalry here. Yeah. That's okay. Eddie Lacy will get hurt again, and you guys will be done. As long as Jordy's healthy and Rodgers, I don't care. Now I understand why you wanted me to trade you Jordy so bad. Mm-hmm. I was very pissed that you took him in the draft. Not going to lie. <laughs> and the funny part, it was auto-picked. That's I know. the best part. I was sad. <laughs> well, cool. I've got a lot of good information to go over. got some questions from Reddit and uh, things that you guys want us to talk about. So put a little uh, in... Put a little uh, work into it, got some answers on some things, at least tried to, and then uh, went over some mod stuff, and yeah, go over that for you guys. Yeah, the Reddit deal went pretty well. Uh, We may start using that a little bit more often to communicate with everybody. Um, Y'all can hit us up or whatever. Um, I'm Windkiller Inc. on there. Uh, We're going to start trying to post something each week like this with maybe some questions, give y'all have you all give us some ideas on what you want us to talk about. Um, give us some good topics. You can upload it or whatever, and we'll kind of go with like kind of the most requested ones and give us you know some podcast feedback on there and also maybe go to iTunes and give us some reviews there also. Uh, just let us know what you think. Yeah, definitely. Anything you guys tell us, we take to heart. So try to make some changes and work on making the podcast the best it can be for you guys. So just let us know what you like, what you don't like, and we will do what we can. Exactly. So we'll start off here with the community update. Uh, Not a big, big chunk of information again this week, but they do have some stuff in there for us to go over. First thing is they went over the server outage that happened on Thursday. Was it Thursday or Friday? I believe it was Thursday. Yeah, so the servers went down for five hours. Not exactly sure what the origin of that was, but they said it wasn't their fault, so that's fine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It was five hours either way and apocalyptic there for a little while for some people, but it came back just as I thought it would, and here we are again. But the thing I didn't think would happen was the amount of compensation they gave everyone. I was blown away by the uh, in-game messages I got when I logged in a few hours after it ended. What did you think? Well, I first seen the, um, you know, the rewards that they were giving us. I seen that posted on Reddit, somebody taking a screenshot of it. Honest to God, whenever I first seen it, I thought it was a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? And then I went into the game and found it all there, and I was ecstatic. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought that was... That was a really good response by them. Um, very generous. I mean, that was even... I think it was maybe a little overly generous, but I'm certainly not going to complain. I think it made a lot of people happy with, you well, know, just some of the stuff that people have been annoyed with lately. I think I think they made up a lot of ground on that. Well, it's, you got to think, right? And I think this is the whole idea behind it, and I think it's a good idea, is every little thing that they handed out covered the hours in the world where someone might have missed something, right? So if you were missing your arena payout, you got 500 crystals and 1,000 arena points, which is 100 more than rank 1, right? Arena currency? Rank Uh, 1's 900? uh, I, I can't remember. They redid it a while back. I don't remember exactly what it is now. Yeah, I think it's 900 for first place, and they gave out 1,000, so... I think overall, everything they gave pretty much covered anything anyone would have missed out in their five hours, which is perfect. And then on top of that, 
if you didn't miss out on those things, you still got them. So everyone got something that they didn't miss out on too. So yep. if you didn't know, you got 500 crystals, 2 million credits, 500 cantina currency, 500 guild currency, 1,000 arena currency, 1,200 guild war currency, which is a full guild war run. I keep calling it guild war. Galactic war. 1,500 ally points and an Omega Mat. So if you were somehow missed out on your finishing your dailies in that five hours, you got an Omega Mat. I mean, they covered everything, I think. So yep, I agree. It was definitely a nice way to uh, compensate everyone. And then on top of that, even if it wasn't their fault, they still went and did this. So that's pretty awesome. Completely agree. Well done, EA. So, the next thing they talked about in the community update of note is we just had the Empire Assault battle last weekend, and this next week coming up, the Forest Moon event is coming back. So, everyone had been wondering how long it would take for these things to come back. Well, they're finally back. Who knows when they'll come back again, but they are back again. So, here they are. And it will start on September 15th, so next Thursday, and last for three days, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it's been rebalanced just like the Empire Assault one was. So it's now ready for you to play with your mods. So if you have mods, it'll be tuned for that. And as far as mods go, tier 1, which I call the achievement tier because it's the only one you need to beat to get the achievement, is 1 and 2 star mods are what you need for that one. And what they've said is tier 2, which is now called the bonus tier, because it gives you still gives you good rewards, and it's a harder difficulty, but it's not required to get the achievement, so it's more of a challenge tier, basically. And that one requires 4 and 5 star mods. And that's the way they broke it down for everyone in the community update. So now you know. If you're going to be going after that second tier, it's tuned for four and five star mods. So if you beat it with one and two star mods, I'd say you pretty big accomplishment there. Beat it in general, pretty big accomplishment after how hard Empire Assault was. Yeah, that's no question. So, and so we kind of got a bonus tier PSA here from the community update. And uh, if you're planning on running Tier 2, the bonus tier, you're going to want to know this. They said that the Ewok Elder on Stage 8 now revives all other dead Ewoks when he is killed. So when you get to Stage 8, you're probably going to want to target him first. Because if you don't and you kill someone else, they're just going to come back. So they might not come back with a lot of health, so maybe you can work, work around that. But yeah, he's going to bring everyone back to life when he dies. Sounds like a real pain. Right? Imagine if he did that as a normal thing. That Oh yeah, that Ewok Death Squad would be even more powerful. Yep. Well I mean what's bad is I mean you obviously have to kill him. I'd almost rather it be that be his ability or something. Rather than <laughs> yeah. when he dies, because Yeah, right. Make his revive just revive everyone so yeah. <laughs> you can kill him when you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's how they make it more difficult, because that guy was a pain the last time around, so he's even more of a pain now. Yep. And they made sure to say, you have been warned, so people can't wonder what the heck happened. So I just wanted to put that out there so people knew. Very important information. Yep. And they also said there's a new mechanic called Deadly that'll go on all the Ewoks to help increase mechanic clarity. So basically... What's different about these Ewoks than normal when you have them? Well, they'll have a mechanic, something on there you can click to see what's uh, been added to them to make them harder in the Ewok Assault. So you're not just wondering why they are so much more powerful than the ones you have. So that'll be in there now. And I've always wondered because some of these guys go so fast and you're like, what have you done to these guys to make them act this way, you know? Yeah. Same with a lot of the events. It's like, you know, interesting to find out what they've tuned them to, if that's exactly what this mechanic does. Cool. So, but then, then the last note, so they must have listened to a lot of the 
forum and Reddit posts about how hard it was compared to what you were getting and the replayability, so they've upped the rewards for this event. So first-time finishes have better rewards, and all your replays will have better rewards than the Empire Salt did. So hopefully it makes it a little more replayable, maybe gets them a few more refreshes, hoping to... uh, a, make it better for us, and B, make them a little more money. So Yeah, that, that's Can't. good thinking because I know on the Empire one, like refreshing the second tier was kind of a waste for as hard as it was, and the rewards you got for it wasn't really worth it. Um, even refreshing the regular one wouldn't be worth it. Right. I never went back and beat, tier, like I beat tier two the first time. I never went back and did it on the following days. It wasn't worth it, so... The first one I did, because it was, you know, doable, but I imagine this, hopefully these rewards will prevent that from happening, so we'll see. Definitely. And another thing, I was going to move on to the next part, but I want to say, for those that don't know, the Forest Moon one with the Ewoks is Empire and Droids, so any of your Empire guys and uh, your Droids will work in this one, including Palpatine, so now if you got your Palpatine... Ready to go. He should help you to beat this one. Yep, so finish farming those guys. Get them geared up and everything. You got a few few days before that gets here. Yep, exactly. And the next thing that they said kind of surprised me. I listened to the Galactic War Report podcast, the interview they had with Jesse last week, and Jesse said that he didn't know if Omega Battles were going to be coming back anytime soon or whether or not... They had any plans to do them, and a week later they announced on Wednesday, September 14th, and Thursday, September 15th, they will be opening Omega Battles again for two days. Woohoo! So sweet. I will take my Omegas for yep. sure. I kind of wonder if they're doing that because of the whole server issue, if that's kind of like the little additional thing, or if that was something that was already planned before that. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I mean, they did run... Credit heist the day after that happened also, so... Yeah. I don't know if that was intended or if that was just the way it fell on the schedule, but that was a nice little extra thing there. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. So Mega Battles coming back. And I think another cool thing is, right, I am probably not going to be able to beat Forest Moon. Um, I don't have a lot of Empire tunes, and my droids are... MIA, so it'll be nice for those that, you know, might not have a chance on the assault battles to still have an event to do those two for two of those days, so I think that might also be part of it, perhaps. Cool. So sounds good. Yeah. Why don't you take us into the next section talking about uh your questions this week? Alright. Uh this is kind of the main topic of the podcast this week. Uh going to go over some of the responses we got on reddit um there are kind of three main ones that we're going to talk about um we're going to go over um some mods this is going to be a new segment we're going to start doing every week uh we're going to do four characters this week but normally we're just going to take two characters and we're going to talk about how to mod them up and ideas for mods on them uh kind of give you all you guys some ideas what to do with them how to use them and uh so let us know how you guys like that then we're gonna get into some potency and tenacity questions and then we're going to talk about the arena so sounds like a plan to me all right um first one we're going to talk about on the mods we're going to talk about modding lando as most of you know he's gotten to be pretty common in the arena um he's all over the top 20 on my server and he's you know in the top of the meta report he is used in 13 percent of top 10 teams so that's a pretty significant amount i think the biggest thing with lando is critical damage um I've, I'm working on, you know, getting all critical damage mods on mine, you know, to get the extra uh, 30% crit damage due to the way his AOE works. Uh, 
So I think one question that people might have with him is a lot of his moves are based on critting, right? Yep. So what are your thoughts on just crit chance mods? Crit chance mods, um, they can be useful. But one thing that people tend to overlook is Lando's Unique actually gives him 15% critical damage. So if you're getting some decent 4 and 5 dot uh, crit damage mods, you should be able to get around 45% crit chance. And mm -hmm. that actually translates to being about 60%, which is really all he needs. I've got mine at uh, 49%, I believe, um, and that's way more than enough. I've never had an issue with him, you know, not critting enough to get his AoE refreshed. Um, so, I mean, you might even be fine around 40%. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, because not necessarily with Lando, but with my Genosian soldier, he doesn't have a ton of... Uh, Crit chance, somewhere in the mid-40s, but seems like he hits it all the time, so... Yeah. And with Lando's AoE, I mean, he's got five attempts to hit a critical chance. So really, yeah. if he's at 40% with the unique, I mean, you're usually going to get it refreshed. So, I mean, if you're upwards near 60%, which would just be, you know, having his crit chance at 45% plus 15% bonus, that puts him at 60%. I mean, that's three out of the five tunes and you only need two so you should pretty much be good there i've never had an issue with it not refreshing yep just wanted to make that clear for those that might think that crit chance mods are perfect for him yeah they uh, will work for him but they might be overkill so yeah think i think about it's, that when you're putting them on him yep i definitely think it's less important than a lot of people seem to think that it is i think you might be better off going with maybe some health or something along those lines for those last two spots if you're using critical damage bonus. Mm -hmm. um, and then the triangle, got to have a critical damage mod there on him. Uh, you know, if it's 5 dot, it's 36%, which is pretty significant on those AoEs. Yeah, that's how you're getting those 20k crits, right? Yep. They're awfully nice. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if you're pairing Lando with, you know, like a fast stormtrooper Han, uh, something else I would try to do is on the arrow and plus sign mods, I would try to get those to where they are uh, the offense percentage chance because you're really not going to need that much speed. And, you know, you don't need potency or tenacity. You could use the protection with the plus sign mod, but I think you're probably better off trying to get offense up on those yeah that makes sense and but if you're not using you know a speed Han maybe go back with that speed arrow because get him going a little bit faster yep well that's pretty much it for Lando uh, next one we're going to talk about is Admiral Akbar um, as far as just characters in the top 10 he wasn't quite there, but he is actually the ninth most common leader for top ten teams, which I thought was kind of mm -hmm. interesting. He's on; he's the lead on five percent of those. Uh, I think on Akbar, tenacity is the biggest deal. Yeah, you're not using him for damage. The main thing he does is tactical genius debuff. His leader ability gives ten percent tenacity. So I think tenacity is huge on him because you don't want him having ability block or debuffs or anything. So get that tenacity up there. Keep him from getting those. Plus, then he can clear the debuffs on everyone else. Yeah, because ability block on him really neuters him. Like yes. He, He's basically his, worthless. His basic's okay, like, but it's not amazing. So if that's all he's doing on your team, then he can be replaced. Yeah, for so, sure. Besides leader ability, but I mean, if he's not getting off the tactical genius or even the debuff, he's better filled with someone else. For sure. And uh, something else, I would try to use uh, protection everywhere I can on him. That sounds really weird, but uh, on your, like, your plus triangle and arrow, if you can get 
protection mods. Um, throw those on him. Make him last a little bit longer. Because you definitely want him to be able to hang around, keep debuffing people when needed. Yep. Makes sense. The longer he can stay around, the better. Yeah. And if he's doing his... longer he stays around, the more tactical geniuses and debuffs you can get. So yep. his utility goes way higher when he can stay. For sure. And that's kind of why I think the health, defense, and tenacity mod bonuses are probably the three best ones to use on Akbar. Makes sense. Cool. Well, I got a couple characters I put in here. I got a little little uh, use of them in my arena team, so that's why I chose them, but first one is Stormtrooper Han who has two different ways you can mod him. And uh, I have the less conventional one these days, which is I like to keep him slow and give him as much health as I can. So basically I use health mods because normally the problem with him originally that people really didn't like about him before protection was that he was so squishy, right? He had no health. He really was the smallest of the tanks and as far as health pool goes but he had a lot of extra utility which is why that was so that extra utility is why I use him and having health mods on him just bumps that up now I I was talking making these notes and saying how I don't have protection mods on him because his protection is so much lower than his base health but then I started thinking that the protection mods have such a high percentage that it can make up that ground. Yes. So I'd say health health set mods with either health or protection uh, main stats on them are perfect for him if you're doing what I'm doing with him. So I use health and protection, and I try to keep his speed as low as possible. And the only, well, not as low as possible, but average for what he is. And the only reason I do that is because I like to have him taunting for as long as I can so he can chew up as much damage as he can and give me as much turn meter as he can throughout his taunt. I know we're going to get into sense. this later. Um, do you have your Stormtrooper Hans set up to be the last character that goes for you? That way he, he... is. All right. Because that way he so gives get... turn meter to everybody. No wasted TM. Yep. He goes last to give turn meter back to everyone after they've gone and he is the slowest so he his taunt lasts a lot longer and, and it also gives my four other guys enough time to either kill a glass cannon or if they have Kaigon Jin to kill him before he taunts so yep. that's how I have that set up uh, one other thing I'd like to add on that is uh, defense bonus mods also might not be a bad way to go on Stormtrooper Han since that lowers the amount of damage he takes also. Absolutely, and that was another thing, talking about secondaries with him. Is crit avoidance just a main stat, or is it a secondary also? Because I know it's a main stat for the arrow mod, but I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it as a secondary stat, have you? I think that one's like critical damage. I have never seen it as a secondary Say so. If you're not going for health or protection on your arrow mod, crit avoidance is another one, another good one you could have on there. Yeah, that's a really good point, for sure. So, and as far as the second meta with him that's going on right now is speed. Everybody likes this new speed stormtrooper Han because if you get him to go before everyone else, he'll add turn meter to everyone, and hopefully it gives them enough that they are going before the entire other team. So that is another one that is out there right now, throwing a speed arrow mod on him to add a massive amount of speed to him and hopefully get enough secondaries on your other mods to get him going before everyone else so that he can taunt, add turn meter to everyone else and hopefully have your whole team go before him. This is a lot of the reason I think that you see him teamed with Palpatine is yeah. to get him go, give Palpatine turn meter, and hopefully stun the whole team. So yep. that's the big other big mod uh, craze for Stormtrooper Han right now is speed, getting speed on him so that your whole team can go before the other team. It's kind of interesting that um, kind of the two most common ways to use him, you use one of them, I use the other one. So 
we'll get into yep. that later also when we talk about our arena teams. Yep, definitely. It, both of them have their niche and work very well. So depending on what you have or are planning to go for, those are the two that I think are most common and work the best right now. So the other one I chose is everyone's favorite character, or used to be, Ray. 42% of the top 10 teams. Now, this might seem obvious, and it probably is, but I thought it should be said. Ray needs speed, speed, and more speed. So as much speed as you can throw on her is what she needs. Now, the speed set bonus is four slots, so you're going to have a need for a second two set bonus, which I use health to try to keep her around longer since she is a glass cannon. Mm-hmm. But I have four speed mods and two health mods on her. And right now, mine pretty much goes before everyone else I fight against. I really haven't seen anyone else that's going before her at 203 speed, and that's without a speed primary arrow mod. So if you can get a speed arrow primary mod on her, you're probably never going to have someone going before you depending on your server. So speed, speed, and more speed. And the reason for that is going first before the other team cuts out on a lot of the headaches, right? Yep. So my team, Ray, goes first. Theirs goes second most of the time, getting foresight. But if you if theirs goes first, they're probably every time going to get foresight because they use leverage, and there it is. So with mine, I have it so Ray hits first. I hit their Ray if they have one. Then they their ray usually goes, and then my Genosian soldier goes, and he does his assist, so it takes care of the foresight and brings in another assist and pretty much takes care of their ray. But that only works for me because my ray has all the speed on her. And if that were if that weren't the case, she'd probably be hitting being hit first. And as you know, she has no health, or a lot less health because she's a glass cannon, so she gets beaten up pretty quick. So having her go first can save you a lot of headaches with your ray dying. So if that's not something that happens with you, her going first, you might want to make her go first. That way she's getting foresight and you are staying ahead of the game from the very start of the match. For sure. Uh, And something else I'd like to add, you know, if you're using those uh, four speed mods uh, for the set bonus, another good option for those last two is Tenacity. Because, as you know, her unique is she gets the extra, I believe, 30% offense so long as she doesn't have a debuff. So when she gets a debuff on her, she does so much less damage that I think it's worth putting tenacity on her. My previous version of my arena team, I was having some issues with that, and I did that, and it made a pretty big difference. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Add some tenacity on there to try to keep the debuffs off her, and she should... uh shine a little more and getting that 30% offense. So that's a good point. Yep. Like maybe a tenacity set bonus and maybe a tenacity uh, plus sign mod that would go a pretty long ways in keeping her from getting debuffed. Oh, absolutely. If you could get a tenacity set bonus plus mod, that is tenacity, and then a speed arrow, she'd be set up pretty well. So the other things I have written here is health can be good if you want her to last longer than a glass tank or than a glass should, but doesn't really help her to be more effective, I don't think. You want the speed so you can get your shots in. If she's dead, even with more health, before you take your turn, then the health is pointless anyways. So health is good, but if she's not going first, they're going to eat through the health anyway. If you're and not first, you gotta, you're last. Yeah, pretty much as the saying goes. The other last mod mod item I put on here is if you're not going for speed for whatever reason crit avoidance secondary not secondary crit avoidance primary is another good one for her yep if you just want her to stay alive adding some crit avoidance on there can help it's not the one that I would recommend but it is something that could work on her if you want her to stay alive so completely agree so there's four out of for the meta characters and some of the mods that we use on them. Hopefully helps some people or at least confirms what other people have. Yep, for sure. And if you use something else and you want to let us know, 
We can definitely add that into our thoughts here too. I'm always interested in what other people are doing. Definitely helps to mold my team and help make them better. So, For sure. And maybe if there's any unusual characters y'all would like ideas on, y'all can hit us up too and we'll see what we can theory craft since that's our thing. Yeah, I can tell you all about Ethkoth if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. The next thing was there was a question posted. Uh, somebody wants some clarification on how potency and tenacity work. So uh, I started digging around, see what we could find, and I messaged one of the devs on there. And this was the quote I got back. I believe it's just greater number wins, but there's also a flat 15% chance to resist no matter what. So basically what he was saying was that all that really matters is who has the higher number. The actual percentages don't quite matter near as much. Um, we're, we're going to check with another dev also and just get a little bit more clarification and make sure that's for sure how it works. Um, cause it kind of seems like there should be something with, you know, the amount of, uh, percentage difference between the two affecting the likeliness of it, but right. we'll be, um, checking around this week and try to get a little bit more, but that's, you know, what we got initially from one of the developers Yep. and something else I would like to make sure everybody knows is I don't believe that this actually affects the ability to have buffs removed. This is all, all potency effects is, you know, in or, um, is inflicting debuffs. So, like, more tenacity isn't going to keep um, somebody who debuffs from debuffing you, like yeah, so Sunfock or Qui-Gon. Or uh, Asajj, any of those yep. guys trying to t- steal your stuff, I don't think that that will help you keep it. I think that's just straight up, I'm taking your stuff. Yeah. I, I think there is still that flat 15% chance to resist that no matter what but it doesn't have anything to do with tenacity. We're going to get some clarification, though, hopefully, and we will definitely let you know. Have you ever seen those things resisted? Because I can't think of any time that I have. Um, I feel like I have seen them get resisted before. I believe I had that happen with a sunfalk attacking me. It got resisted, but I I could be That's something I'm going to have to start paying more attention to to see if... That's actually a thing. Yeah. I want to know if I'm misremembering or what. So that's what we're going to work on getting some clarification on that. Because, I mean, that's a big difference maker, you know, as far as how Mm -hmm. that works. Because, you know, most of these, you know, debuffers kind of have higher potency, like like Qui-Gon, for example. But if it Mm -hmm. don't really affect him removing buffs, then, you know, that's not a huge worry. The only thing you're worried about is him removing turn meter which definitely changes the game. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, Something else that uh, people wanted us to touch on was how we're prioritizing uh, Cantina characters. Uh, So for me, as far as the new ones, I would go Wedge, then B2, then Kit. Um, Wedge mainly because I'm... He would fit in pretty well with my current arena team, and he seems really strong. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not that worried about characters right now. Uh, there, I mean, there's a lot of characters in Cantina I'd still like. Jedi Knight, Anakin, Old Ben. I mean, I'd still like to have some of those guys, but for me, it's all about mods right now. Just finished Lando, and I'll be farming mods very heavily for the foreseeable future. What about you? So as far as mine goes, if we if the question was about who just came out, I'm with you. I'd go I'm going wedge currently. And then B2 and then Kit. I'm about to move off of wedge cuz unlike some people, my shards have been terrible, at least confirmation bias to me has been terrible. So I don't know. As far as all characters go, there's a lot in there I still need. Like, I don't have a royal guard like everyone else, so there's one that I would like to have. 
I'd like to have Ayala. Let's see. Jedi Knight Anakin. I mean, there's just so many in there that I would like to have. But as far as in general, I look at the teams I'm working on and need for events. And then I decide if more than one team has new characters, which of the characters has a strong chance of being the most powerful, right? So mm-hmm. I don't didn't have a chance at Palpatine on my A account because I didn't really have the Rebels. So I'm going after Wedge. Because I have Biggs, and I have Akbar and I have a couple others that will make that team good. But if I had Wedge in there, I think they'll push that team over the edge, and that's why I went for Wedge, and that's why I chose him. So most of the time when I choose my Cantina character that I'm going after, I have something in mind for them in the end when I get them. Like, I'm a type of guy that would really like to go after just characters I like and want because they just seem cool to me. But on the other half of me, I'm meta, and I just go after what's going to be best for me to keep, let's say, uh, what's the word? Competitive. That's the word I'm looking for. Competitive in the arena. So that's how I do things most of the time. That is a great point you just brought up there a second ago about uh, utility. Um, You know, there are some characters that have way more overall utility than others. Like, I mean, B2, for example, hit... That guy is pretty awesome. I mean, you can stick him on most teams, and you're not going to suffer from having him on your team. He's kind of like Ray. Mm-hmm. I think Wedge has a little bit more or a little less overall utility because you know he's better when paired with Bigs and Rebels in general and whatnot. Um, and then Kits, I mean, kind of you kind of have to have team built around him. I think more so than like B2, but I think that's something very important to look at because, like, Anakin, he's got a lot of overall utility. Old Ben, a lot of overall utility. Royal Guard, a lot of overall utility. So, Yeah, you got to look at overall with these guys, right? And that's why a lot of people did farm Lando. Not only is he really powerful, but on top of that, he's also a scoundrel and a rebel. So, I mean... Beyond being a powerful character, he also has a ton of utility. So those are the types of things I look for and the guys I go for in cantinas. Like what beyond just wanting them and using them, what can they do for me after a month long farm, you know? For sure. So makes everything easier. Raids, Galactic War, everything. Yep, definitely. Well, um, it's time to talk about our arena teams. A few weeks ago, uh, I theory crafted up what I considered to be my arena dream team. And ever since then, I've been working pretty heavily on it. And I've been using it for a few days. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I've gone through a few... So the dream is still alive, then. The, yeah, the dream is alive. The theory crafting actually <laughs> worked this time. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, so for the, those of you that missed it, my idea was um, basically a Lando lead with Admiral Akbar, Stormtrooper Han, IG-88, and Palpatine. So I started working on building this team, gearing Lando, finishing him up, um... I got to where I had just about everybody ready for this team, except IG-88 was just gear 9. He wasn't fully there. So mm-hmm. I used Ray instead of IG-88. And it worked pretty... I mean, ever since I started using that team, I haven't been outside the top 20 of my arena. Very effective. And then... Um, I started thinking, what the hell? Why don't I just stick in IG-88? Because I'm like, the idea that I have in mind should should work. So mm-hmm. I did that uh, four or five days ago and literally have not been lower than fourth since I stuck in IG-88. I don't drop out of the top four. It has just made arena life so much easier. So yeah, um, at first I did Lando lead. And I was having issue with um, a couple teams on my server that I couldn't beat that were using Han Solo. Because Han Solo would go first, and, you know, if he stunned Stormtrooper Han, I w- my team just basically doesn't work at all. So, right. 
since Akbar gives the extra speed and uh, gives the 10% tenacity, I decided to try him as lead. So I'm going to run through my team right now and kind of give you all the main stats that I think are important to each character. I'm running Admiral Akbar lead with his base speed at 134 and 61.5% tenacity. Lando at 133 speed, 211.5% critical damage, and 49.8% critical chance. Stormtrooper Han has 205 base speed, which with the leader ability takes him to 230, and he has 55% tenacity. IG-88, who's only gear 9, um, by the time y'all listen to this, he'll probably be gear 10, because... Saturday night at 8.30. I'll be able to finish him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at 161 speed with 216% critical damage and 22% potency. And then Palpatine is at 183 speed with 85% potency. So, why did I just tell you all those numbers? So, the idea for this team <laughs> is that it operates the exact same with the AI using it as when I would use it. The speeds are set up so that Stormtrooper Han will go first, then Palpatine, then IG-88 will get... Um, he'll get the extra critical damage from people being stunned, having those debuffs. Then Admiral Akbar will use Tactical Genius, and then Lando will use his AoE twice in a row. Um, and basically, uh, drop everyone, not kill them, but definitely make them all, uh, mincemeat. It, it slows them down a little bit for sure. And, uh, so, I mean, basically Lando, I think, uh, if you calculate basically what his speed is on the first turn, it's like 222 ish, which is pretty dang fast. Um, and as you notice, the tenacity is super high on Akbar and Stormtrooper Han. That way, whenever I go up against those Han Solo teams, he won't be able to stun Akbar or Stormtrooper Han. Um, right. So if he stuns Lando, well, Lando will still get to do his first AoE because Akbar will use his ability to remove that debuff. If IG-88 gets stunned, it's kind of, oh, well. If Palpatine gets stunned, oh, well. Um, my team will still work pretty, uh, I mean, it'll still work pretty well. I, you don't really lose a ton. So that's been the, the main thing that's been hampering my team. So adjusting for that tenacity really made it a lot more viable. Um, something else is people are, probably kind of wondering well like on those slower speeds on lando and akbar being you know 134 and 133 speed um how did i come up with those numbers uh basically if you want to get your characters to go in a certain order you don't want them to get full turn meter whenever um like stormtrooper han gives turn meter so Mm -hmm. If you take Stormtrooper Han's speed and multiply it by 0.7, you use 0.7 because he gives 30, 30% turn meter. So 70% turn meter would kind of be the spot at which the tune would get full TM wherever he taunts. So when you get that number, that's kind of the threshold number. That number or higher, they'll have full TM. That number or lower or below that number, they will have, you know, less than full TM. So once you get there, you can just start subtracting by one or two speed, um, depending on the order that you want guys to go in, and you can get them lined up to go in the order that you want. Yeah, I know that was a question when we talked about this team on Reddit is how exactly you could get them to do that. So that's a good way to do it. I made a spreadsheet to help me calculate everything so that if I adjust anyone's speed or whatever, I can still make sure that... I have them adjusted in the right order so that they still operate as they're supposed to. Right. 
Um, and something else is when you do that, like when you get that threshold number, if you have somebody with a leader ability that gives speed, you have to subtract that speed off and then, uh, you know, work off their base speed. Yeah. And another thing, if you're not using your team exactly, anyone that might go before another character that would use an ability that adds speed somehow, like a victory march or any of those things, you got to make sure that you add that in there too. Yes, exactly. And some of that stuff's random. That's kind of the reason why I don't, I try to not use anyone that's random. The only thing I hate about my team is with the Akbar lead is that sometimes when Stormtrooper Han taunts, he can call in Akbar and Akbar will give himself turn meter. So then that tactical genius can get used on 88 or Palpatine. Oh, wait, no, no, no. It would get used on. Well, yeah, it could be the one actually. Um, so that's, that's the only issue with that. If, I wish Akbar's base. So it's kind of a 50-50 chance too, then. Yeah, because I, it's I, Lando and Admiral Akbar. So you're well, hoping that Lando's the one that's called in for the assist. Uh, it's closer to like a 20% chance because uh, you know Akbar's basic isn't guaranteed to give turn meter. It's a percentage chance, and it's less oh, okay, than 50. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. So most of the time you'll be fine, but there every now and then it can cause things to go a little bit funky, but. It seems to work really well in my arena. Like I said, I've been staying in fourth, so I think the Dream Team seems to be working pretty well. Um, I'm super happy with it. Uh, theory crafting at its finest, finally working. Good to know. Yeah, we'll see how long it works in this meta. Yep. And that's something else that's important, is the teams you're going against in your arena. So... I kind of went through, just looked at the top 20 in my arena just to kind of get an idea of what I'm going against because what you're going against or what any listener is going against can be completely different than what I'm seeing. Uh, right. About half of the top 20 guys are using Palpatine leads. Um, half of the remaining guys there are using Lando leads. And then there are five of them that are different. Uh, there's a Rex lead, an HK lead, a Phasma lead, a Dooku lead, and then me with my Admiral Akbar lead. So, um, like I said, those Palpatines are everywhere because even mm-hmm. a lot of the teams not using him as lead still have him on his team. I mean, 75, 80% of the teams on my arena probably have Palpatine on their team in some way. Yeah. Um, which makes you wonder, how do you counter Palpatine? I haven't really had an, a huge issue with it, but I got a couple ideas that I'd like to throw out there, and maybe y'all can give me some feedback on if it works or how it works, because I'm sure there's a lot of people in arenas dealing with these Palpatines that's just frustrating as hell, because you can make him pretty quick, and he does the stuns, and it's frustrating. Um Obviously, Speed Stormtrooper Han. I think that's the basic, is if you can get your Han to go before them to try to take him out first or stun him, I think that's probably the easiest and best solution. Uh, Another solution would be using Tenacity uh, Bonus just to make that chance of him landing that stun way more likely. Um, I'm not sure how well evasion teams work with that, Um, those kind of seem to be gone away, but you may have luck with maybe an uh, Akbar, or sorry, not Akbar, an Old Ben or Dooku leads. Uh, another one I thought about that could be really interesting is using Yoda as lead. Because he gives 25% tenacity as his leader ability, and you gain 25% turn meter whenever an effect is resisted. So if you had enough tenacity to, you know, reject or resist that stun, get mm-hmm. everybody, you know, that resists it gains 25% turn mirror, which is pretty awesome. Um, I think that could be one of the best ways uh, to counter it. And something else, you know, you see Yoda, you think, hey, Jedi, Palpatine, you know, his, mm-hmm. his abilities are anti-Jedi, but 
Not really, because his abilities affect potency and evasion, neither of which you're using with the Yoda lead. It's just resisting the effect, so you can still gain that turn meter. Yeah. The one thing I thought of when I saw Yoda you put in there is, what are the odds that someone would even try to use a Luke lead to oh, try to combat that, Palpatine? I thought about that the other day and forgot to write it down. That's that's a great point, because I think he gives 46% tenacity. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Yeah, that's that's another... ability. Yeah, that's that's pretty big, too. Especially if you've got a few characters with decent tenacity already. That would be a great way to combat that as well. And... Luke's not a bad character. He's a decent damage dealer that does some speed down and defense Stuns. down and a stun. Yeah. So. Adds dots. I mean, he's. For everything he gets as a character, and I think mostly because Jedi Luke isn't there, uh, he's actually a pretty good character, I think. Yeah. And so, adding him, a geared version of him with a good. that good leader ability against a Palpatine team might be something worth trying. I don't know that I've seen it yet, but if someone were to try it, I'd definitely be interested in what they got out of it. Yeah, I have not seen that or the Yoda. So anybody out there, if y'all try this and it actually works, or if you try it and it sucks and it doesn't work, let us know. Uh, Let us know how it's going, and maybe we can give an update for other people next week. Yeah, totally. I agree. As far as my arena goes, I play more of an old meta. Not really catching up as much as some are, but I usually sit around 20 to 50 all day, every day. And I use a Phasma lead, which I put potency on her so that I can hit my slows, and I use health mods to bring her up and I want to add potency mods to have speed down land more reliably. I'm at 63% but it doesn't seem to hit as much as I'd like it to so that's one thing I plan to add on her. Geonosian Soldier I have in there 161 speed, 172% crit damage and a 45% crit chance so using crit chance mods on him I always I'm able to get him to crit and get all that 50% turn meter and keep going. And he's the second fastest guy on my team, so he's always going. Uh, Kaigon Jin, he's at speed 147, 83% potency. So I have potency mods on him, not just for the arena, but for raid also, so that I get the turn meter down on him. And also so that he's able to be used to debuff when I need him because most of these teams are running either at least one tank or dual tank now. Yep. At least in my shard. Ray, I have her at speed 203, which, like I said, isn't super high, but somehow manages to have her go first in my shard all the time. With 150% crit damage, she's doing work for my team, definitely. Stormtrooper Han... Like I said, I added a lot of health mods on him, but now that I've thought more about the protection mods, I might add some more on there. He's at 20,000 health, 24,000 protection, and a speed of 136. So he's, I have him running slow so that he can taunt for longer and add as much turn meter as he can. So that's the reason for my setup is it's fast with my damage dealers, and Stormtrooper Han is slow so that he can get his taunt off last after everyone. Give everyone turn meter again, and hopefully be able to taunt for at least three long turns, giving all my glass cannons enough to shoot without being hit. So and then I have Phasma in there for the extra damage from her leader ability, and also Victory March and Fuse Slide. So that's why I'm running that team. That and uh, they are the most geared I have. So playing around with my ideas in the arena takes much longer for me so that's why they're there but they seem to be working pretty good i run into the same things you do lando palpatine leads uh top 10 on my server has a kaigon Jin in there he's trying to get as much speed as he can i'm assuming to fight off those two and yeah that's 
not quite as detailed for my team, but mine's more meta and pretty much I think everyone knows how that team works. So yep. I just taunt and try to kill as many people as I can fast and then go from there. Uh, so Something else I think that could work in that meta team that I haven't really seen is using IG-88 and setting him up to go right after Phasma. You know, Phasma puts speed down and then he gets the buff from having debuffs on the enemies. I think mm-hmm. that could be interesting to use kind of that old meta to build an AoE type team. Yeah, there's... There's... Gene Ocean Soldier is the expendable one for me right now. So if I were to add someone else in there, I'd probably remove him. Keep Kaigon in there for the tanks, Ray for the damage. But if I were to try IG-88, I'd probably plug him in right there. Yeah. So cool. there are some things that I want to try. I just got to gear them up, you know. So It's a process. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, something else we'd like to mention is... If y'all have any other questions about our arena teams or you want to see exactly what mods we have, exactly how they're, you know, finely tuned or whatever, swgoh.gg. You can go there. Uh, you can find us by our tags, Windkiller Inc. or Goodnight Punk, and you can go look at our arena teams and answer any questions that you may have there. And it goes off of the name you signed up with, right? Not your name in game. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I've never changed my name, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, my on swo swgoh.gg. That's a fun one to say over and over. <laughs> if it goes by what you signed up with, it's Goodnight Punk. But if it's not, if it's off what your in-game name is, mine's LSO Goodnight Punk. Oh so. yeah. But Good point. you can find me there. If you find Shattered Order Guild on there, then you will be able to find anyone in our guild on there. Exactly. Easily. Yep. So, um, Dan, uh, you live in Arizona, correct? I do, I in the heat. Well, before we started uh, recording, you were telling me you you were over by the uh, the Cardinal Stadium, and, you know, football starts this weekend, and uh, you seen something interesting over there what was that a lot of excitement over someone that doesn't deserve it don't say that much Uh they were having the uh football celebration to start the kickoff of this season and uh tailgates gone wild out there at the uh, university of phoenix stadium and something that you would never expect is people cheering for jerry because somehow he has found a way to become the barbecue king he's out there flaming up pigs shooting up brats i mean it was crazy flames flying 100 feet in the air people cheering setting off fireworks i mean he was the man it was kind of surprising that sounds pretty awesome he's in arizona apparently he's a cardinals fan i guess which is weird he must have given up on the browns jumping ship but yeah he was it's because they cut him it's, it's right. They did cut him. <laughs> Johnny Manziel might have been there. I didn't see him. I just saw Jerry's flames. So Nice. Wow. So, sounds like a heck of a party. Yeah, he was going nuts. I uh, I almost stopped the car. <laughs> but on the freeway, that's not really a good idea. So oh, yeah. Touché. I just kept going. Fair enough. So. All right. Well, that's pretty much it uh, for this week on the podcast. Um, like I said... Find us on Reddit. Uh, we'll have something else posted later. So give us some feedback and let us know what you think. Absolutely. If you want to hit me up, you can hit me up on Twitter at GoodnightPunk. And we also have an email, theshatteredorder at gmail.com. So if anyone has anything they want to say and can't find us on Reddit, you don't use Reddit, you're only on the forums, you can send an email or you can hit me on Twitter too. So Perfect. Alrighty. Well, hope you guys have a good week and get all the Omegas and Ewok slaughtering in that you can, and we will talk to you next week. All right. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.